0: ethos.
1: We live in a culture in this digital media culture of social media and shares and like and popularity. And then you see other people who are doing what you want to do. Don't compare yourself to them. Again, the metrics of reaching millions of downloads or this or that, that's not the stage that you're at right now. What you're at is how do you provide value to someone and how do you deepen that engagement with them? You do that, everything else takes care of itself. But first, you got to start with connecting with people and engaging with them. Welcome
0: to the Creative Coach Cast. I'm Paul Goldsmith, an entrepreneur and creative coach on the show committed to helping you transform your creative ideas into a reality. Matt Munt is a digital strategist, content creator, a creator and manager of podcasts, and my guest today, Talking About All Things Podcast Movement 2021. For me, it was my first podcast movement to attend. But for you, you've done this a time or two. Maybe share with our listeners here about what the heck is the podcast movement to begin with.
1: Yeah, this was my third podcast movement. And the one thing I talked to other folks there who I've met through the years in the podcasting world. And the consistent feedback of this year was the big guys, Facebook, Amazon, iHeartRadio. They all want to be on podcasting there. So they were there to woo creative folks, woo content because they realize, you know, they can distribute content but they need something that people want to listen to. The first couple of years were definitely the hobbyist and this year it was all right hobbyists we want to turn you into professionals.
0: One of my biggest takeaways was that media really has been decentralized. It's mm-hmm. been democratized. And so yes, I mean Facebook is massive and iHeartRadio is massive, but that's not the future. The engagement happens on such a a local level. And so those big guys were kind of looking to try to figure out what the secret sauce was. How do we get the level of engagement that people you've never heard of are getting in their communities? Mark Cuban, probably one of the most notable figures to give a keynote. And incidentally, it was the least received keynote. He did an infomercial for an app he created, but it really didn't connect with the audience there. Everyone enjoyed hearing from their peers, Mm. and I really think that trend's going to continue. One of the things I noticed from attending, the head of marketing for Jack Daniels Whiskey was there, and they have a podcast called Around the Barrel, clever name, but what they pointed out in their experience with podcasting was when they had celebrity guests on their podcast, those were the least listened to episodes. It was all about the stories of just regular everyday people and their experience with the brand. Mm -hmm. And I was so encouraged by that because you and me, just regular guys, we're not celebrities. We actually have the upper hand here. Celebrities are out and everyday people are in. And to build a community around like minded individuals, Mm -hmm. that was really encouraging.
1: Well, and the the key thing is authenticity. And I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but in the podcast medium and any media in general, as a consumer of content, Our BS meter is really strong. We know when someone's doing something because they're passionate about it or if because they're doing it just to make a buck. And so I think I heard there's over 2 million podcasts out there right now and 300,000 current podcasts. And so a lot of times you or I might be thinking, oh, is it too late? Have I missed the podcast wave? No. Like if you actually have something that you are passionate about, get it out there, do it. You're going to connect with people. And again, if your goal is simply to reach a million people, big downloads, and then make big bucks... Probably not going to be successful, but if your goal is to impact someone's life and encourage them or give them value and teach them how to do something, you're going to find an audience out there. And so, the key thing I heard in one session was it's not about the downloads and the numbers and the stats, it's about how deep is your engagement. And that's why, like a Jack Daniels, they're doing that. You know, yes, they want to sell more Jack Daniels, but they're also wanting to engage with their current consumers and take them on a deeper level so that they have a, a customer for life.
0: Yeah. They have an affinity with the brand and they get the behind the scenes, the stories of other consumers and fans. And really, it's all about connection. The big thing for me was, why start a podcast in the first place, (laughs) as I did at the beginning of this year? And it really was because I wanted to connect with other individuals, not to get rich, not to make this my core business but really as a way to share some of my thoughts and encourage others that have a creative idea to just get started and, and don't worry about being successful, but just get going. And along the way, you're going to find other people that share that passion, that want to hear what you have to share. And it's your unique voice that is going to connect with them, not some celebrity.
1: Well, and you and I, we hang out you know once a month or so and have this kind of conversation. Just now, we're having to record it, and hopefully it's going to it's going to reach people who get something out of this. And that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is it's taking these conversations about around a niche that a very select few people were, are going to resonate with, but now they get to listen and hopefully go do something too. Go change the world in their little sector, wherever they're at.
0: Yeah. And that's so powerful. It does form a connection. One thing I'm kind of excited about the future of podcasting, that it's going to get more interactive. Mm. I think that's important because we don't just want to talk at people but have a conversation with mm-hmm. and I've set up a text line for you know listeners of the podcast to reach out but also just real time looking for ways that maybe to go live I know that you've encouraged me in the past to maybe even go live on YouTube I'm always looking for ways to deeper the level of engagement with listeners cuz I want this to be interactive, and I also want to encourage others to become co-creators and not just consumers. It's so much more fun when you're a part of it. And not just in the stands being a fan, but actually being involved in whatever is being created. That makes it so much more special.
1: Well, and we're sharing stories, you know, real life stories that we've been through, but then we're also sharing ideas. I mean, one of my favorite parts about going to a conference like Podcast Movement isn't sitting in a session and listening. As much as I love to learn, you know, the latest tips and tricks and tactics, that's great. But some of my favorite times are out in the lobby talking to different folks, like-minded folks who have a passion for podcasting. And hearing what's working, what's not working. Early on, you spoke about Fireside. That yeah. whole idea was kind of stolen from an app called Clubhouse. Well, I was talking to a guy here at Podcast Movement, and he's, he's kind of the godfather of podcasts. His name's Cliff Ravenscraft, and he's helped people like Michael Hyatt launch their podcast. He's been doing this for 15 years or so. He, about six months ago, when Clubhouse was new on the scene, decided, okay, he, he works in the audio space, obviously. He's going to test it out. Well, he started doing it, and he's taking these live conversations, so if you're not familiar with what Clubhouse is, it's basically what Paul and I are doing right now, but it's on an app, and then anybody can join in and listen, and then if we were hosting it, we could have other people come up onto this, they call it the stage, the virtual stage, and let someone else speak into our conversation. Well, Cliff started recording these. And he's turning them into podcasts. So what was a live conversation and dialogue around a topic was happening live real time, which is great value to that community and folks, which is awesome. But then that content lived on in the on-demand form of a podcast. And so then other people could listen in on this organic conversation that was happening. And so, again, it comes around people gathering around these ideas. They're passionate about it. And then it's just using technology to get it out to as many other like-minded folks who want to engage with that similar content.
0: Wow. That was a ton of, uh, (laughs) (laughs) a lot to wrap your brain around because it's not just Clubhouse. I know Facebook's getting into the audio space to be seen how they do that, but the idea that everybody has a voice and the world is better off hearing from yours. I love that. I'm so excited about that. It's the new frontier because I know I've been attending radio conferences for about 20 years and those have been getting smaller because there's just a handful of corporate owners that own everything and fewer and fewer people involved in the process because they figured out how to automate. And you know, the biggest savings is to eliminate people and Mm -hmm. automate it. But they've taken the soul out of it and the life out of it. What I noticed at the podcast movement is it was the opposite of that. It was all about the people that had their particular idea in mind for the reason they launched their podcast and Something that really struck me was something Tom Webster from Edison Research shared that there's a lot of tips and tricks to get a podcast on the charts and different things you can do to, to game the algorithm. But the number one thing he said that's going to differentiate your podcast is to master your craft. That sounds simplistic, but man, isn't that the truth? The people that were really thriving in the podcast space are people that take it seriously. The masters of podcasting, the masters of any medium make it seem easy. You don't just turn on a microphone and start talking, but really take time to prepare your content and research the subject that you're talking about. Be knowledgeable and informed about what you're going to say and spend time both setting up the podcast and editing it after the fact. And really the ones at the top, the ones really thriving are are the folks that really put in the effort. It's not about being perfect. It's about progressing and getting better as you go and learning what your listeners want from you and leaning into that.
1: Mm-hmm. I love it. So you talked about radio and there's quite a few radio folks at the podcast movement. So I've got 20 years or so in radio also. And on stage, the presenters are sharing things and they don't have any radio background. But the stuff that they're saying parallels exactly the same strategies you would do in radio. I yes. mean, it's, it's pretty funny where they're talking about how do you create ads for your podcast? So Your podcast is big enough and you're ready to you know sell ads. And they're saying, well, you want to have the host of the podcast read it. It's an endorsement. And it's like, well, radio has been doing that for years now, doing a live broadcast from the local grocery store or whatever, live remotes. And so it's all about that endorsement. And so it's it's kind of fun to, you know, coming from the radio world to go, oh, they're, they're kind of picking up on them. I mean, they're using some of the same things. The second thing I want to say is just a story. Someone told me about this guy who was attending the conference, and he just got picked up by a major podcast network. And they're going to pay him to do his podcast and he's not sitting on a nice mic like this. He literally records on his iPhone. He's been doing it for about a year. And all of a sudden, you know, a big podcast network says, we love what you're doing. We're going to get behind it. Mm -hmm. And what he's doing, he's literally creating stories off the top of his head and telling bedtime stories for kids. It, It was amazing. And so it's just everybody out there, I believe, has this passion and an idea. And he just decided to do it. And he didn't let technology get in the way. He figured, hey, There's a way I can record on my iPhone. I'm going to do it. I'm going to launch it as a podcast. A year later, he's got money coming to him for this pretty cool podcast. I haven't listened to it yet, but I just love that idea that it is democratizing the media landscape. Right.
0: Well, that's what Zuckerberg figured out when they were building Facebook. Their motto was move fast and break things. And now they're so huge, it's harder to do that. Mm -hmm. And so before you get to be the size of Facebook, you got to do that. You start where you're at and you iterate as you go and get help along the way. But that's absolutely true because if you just kind of wait till you have the perfect system and the perfect equipment and the perfect guest and all the things around you, you'll never get started. Yeah. So that's cool. That's absolutely right. A great reminder to do that. Now, you've created podcasts before. And yep. as I mentioned, you've attended the podcast movement in the past. What's changed? What's
1: new? Oh, man. I mean, what's changed is that everybody else is realizing that this podcast medium continues to grow. It's not going away anytime. I think people are realizing that you need to put a little more time and effort into it if you're not willing to do that because the listener's expectations are going up. Early on, in the early days, when there was only a few podcasts to choose from, your audience didn't have much to choose from either. And so you didn't need to have the best. So I kind of say, I just said, you know, this guy had zero production quality and it was just all his concept and idea. But on the flip side, good production quality and thinking through what you're going to say is important, too, because now you are competing on a worldwide stage. One topic, I don't want to get too into the, the nerdy technology of everything, but the advertising, you know, money is starting to come. It's, it's starting to hit critical mass. You know, Facebook is promoting podcasts. Google, obviously, you've got Apple. But YouTube, YouTube is the world's search engine for content. And so if I'm sitting and talking to someone who's, you know, an older person, maybe who's never downloaded a podcast app on their phone, and I tell them, well, you've got to go listen to this great conversation that Matt and Paul had about podcasting, well, more than likely, they're going to go to YouTube or Google and they're going to search. And so what if that doesn't show up? Well, how else are they going to find it? So yeah, and that, that's some of the, the well, big things. Well, to you know. give
0: you a couple of specific examples, I was blown away. So there's two women that are in their early 30s and they started a podcast about six years ago before they turned 30 and they call it Almost 30. And they were sharing their whole business model. They have about seven employees. And make about a million dollars a year off of advertising. These two young women who one was a soul cycle instructor and they were really committed to wellness and decided to start a podcast and talk about it. And now they've created this whole community. It's, you know, million plus bucks a year in revenue just from talking about their passion, finding their tribe, learning as they go, and being
1: persistent to keep well, keep consist- going at it. Persistent and consistent, yes. exactly. Because If they would have started today, and so they're looking at other examples, and if after a month or so, they didn't see that they had those numbers and it wasn't paying the bills, well, they probably would have quit. Oh, absolutely. Well,
0: they pointed out how they had other jobs when they first started. Mm -hmm. You should not quit your job and start a podcast because (laughs) if you're going hungry, your podcast isn't going to be very good. But they had a plan, and they learned as they went. The idea is if you wanted to go out on your own and create your own business, a podcast is a great way to share your ideas and reach potential customers, but you kind of start that before you need that to be your source of income. If you want to pursue it and actually make it a real thing outside of a hobby, if you want to earn income and reach a larger audience, you've got to lean into it and treat it like a job before you need it to be a job. Mm -hmm. And learn from others that are a few months or years ahead of you, what did it look like for them to launch out and get started? We're always, myself included, comparing ourselves to the Tim Ferriss of the world or uh, Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. But Joe Rogan didn't just get started today. He's been a comedian 25 years talking to people. He knows how to communicate. Yes. And so he had a following before he started a podcast. Most of us do not. And so thus, you better figure out your voice Mm -hmm. and how to effectively
1: communicate. This all boils down to, it's a side hustle. If your main objective is to make more money, that's great. Like I understand that. We all want to provide for our families. But it's also got to be something you're passionate about because those late nights editing, you want to enjoy it. You want it to be something that, you know, ultimately has more than just the financial means.
0: Just pick up on that to say you're passionate about the end result, like whatever it is, the subject that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. You might not be passionate about podcasting itself, but any new idea, that's the whole idea of creativity. It's unproven. You got to try stuff and you're going to fail. Fail fast and move on and don't take it personal, right? And if it means starting a podcast or a blog or whatever it is, you'd better be passionate about the end result and be committed to that to power through those difficult nights and weekends. And and I think also, Matt, to talk about your journey a little bit, yeah. because this is personal to you. We've known each other for about 10 years, and we worked together at a, at a previous radio network. You had worked someplace, I think we all know somebody that's their job's been eliminated during the pandemic, and your job was one of those where you got downsized. So suddenly your side hustle has become kind of your main hustle right now. Tell me about how that process has been and what maybe you'd encourage somebody else that is kind of going through that experience. What are some things that you've done to make your side hustle your main job?
1: I really kind of boil it down to, okay, of all the side hustle things that I do, so I'm a digital marketer, very broad definition, but I love where content and digital come together. So podcasting falls right in line with that. So what are the things under the umbrella of digital marketing that I've done as the side hustle, you know, contract jobs here and there? Where do those meet with I can actually help people? So what's the problem I'm going to solve?
0: You're finding a business need and going to people and offering actual solutions. Yeah. Tell me what that looks like. How do you find people and you know reach out and say, hey, I see you might have a a need here. Let me help. What's that look like?
1: I thankfully have a great network of people from past employers and past jobs. I'm still figuring out what does it look like to market myself. A lot of the contract stuff that's been coming to me during this time of unemployment have been just friends that I've worked with in the past who knew I didn't have a job. And they're like, hey, we want your help. Can you help us with this? Well, <laughs>
0: and I'm one of those friends because yeah. I know you're good at what you do. And it sounds like you're building the plane while you're flying it. You didn't choose to leave your last job. It got eliminated. But you are kind of choosing the path forward. And I- I'm inspired by that. And full transparency, I am can't wait to work with you in helping me launch my new app that's mm-hmm. coming in a few weeks called Ethos Radio. And I've talked a little bit about that before, but just an idea that's going to be all about helping creatives and other people with their wellness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Because I think too many of us are feeling isolated and discouraged, and maybe we can come together as a community and encourage one another. When I thought, I need somebody to help me in the digital space, get the word out about ethos, you're the first guy I thought of. There's a lot of things you could do, and mm-hmm. I think that's what you're kind of sorting through now. What do I really want to do?
1: Well, right? and not only what do I want to do, but who do I want to work with? And so I'm yes. excited to work with you because you've got a clear vision and you know what you want to get out of. When, when I go to work and do stuff for you, you've got clear goals. Yeah, I've talked to some other folks who have these very nebulous, broad goals. A lot of people think, I just need to have a podcast, or I just need to be doing digital marketing, or I need to be doing Facebook. That's the wrong approach what it is actually paying the bills for you. Let's reverse engineer from there. What are your goals? And then let's reverse engineer. And that's what gets me fired up is going, okay, now I know what success looks like for you. Now let me come in and go, well, let's try this mix of digital marketing or content marketing. And ultimately, like, if I'm not helping you grow or any future client grow, why should they pay me again? Like the goal is to get something on retainer. Sure. But the only way you do that is because you've proven yourself and you're actually delivering upon what you promised. You're creating what value. They exactly. Yeah. Yep.
0: And that's it. That was really encouraging to hear at Podcast Movement that people just being honest that you just can't game the system. You <laughs> need to show up authentically and it's the long game. Yeah. Just be who you are. And you'll find your audience, people that want to hear what you have to say, that value what you have to offer. And I think you're finding those people now that appreciate that you're not just going to sell them a quick fix to their problem. Their solution might not even be in the digital space. And so you find out, like, what is the core business problem? What is the need you're trying to meet? And is there a market need for that? And what's Mm -hmm. the best way to reach that market?
1: And kind of full circle here. So to the person listening right now who, They know, they've got that idea right now. If I asked you, what's that idea that's burning inside you that you've been meaning to do? We live in a culture, in this digital media culture of social media and shares and like and popularity, and then you see other people who are doing what you want to do, don't compare yourself to them. Again, the metrics of reaching millions of downloads or this or that, that's not the stage that you're at right now. What you're at is how do you provide value to someone and how do you deepen that engagement with them? You do that everything else takes care of itself. But first, you got to start with connecting with people and engaging with them. And I'm preaching myself right now because Uh it is real easy to look at other people and where they're at. The whole term influencer is in our vernacular now. And so I don't want to be an influencer, but I do want to influence the right people and the right businesses.
0: Well, it's who do you want to influence, right? To try to influence the whole world. (laughs) Who's got time for that, right? And you can be high touch where Oprah She can't have a one on one conversation with everybody that follows her, but you can. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody comments on your Instagram, do you respond? And if somebody reaches out on LinkedIn, are you engaging with them or in Mm -hmm. your DMs? That's it. You've really got to be committed to your message and your audience and not take anybody for granted. And I think that's a benefit we have where we don't have the huge following and it's hard to engage at that Mm -hmm. level. Man, this has been really powerful. So, if somebody's hearing you and wants to learn more, maybe wants to connect with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Go to LinkedIn and search Matt Munt.
0: M-U-N-D-T. Yep. On LinkedIn. Yeah. And, you know, see if he can help or at least you guys can compare notes. So that's awesome. Matt Munt. thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Coachcast. I hope this has been beneficial. And if you like it, please review it and rate it. That way others can find it. And we'll talk to you next time.